Today's first reading is Galatians 3, verses 23 to 29 from the Common English Bible. Before faith came, we were guarded under the law, locked up until faith that was coming would be revealed, so that the law became our custodian until Christ, so that we might be righteous by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. You are all God's children through faith in Jesus Christ. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now if you belong to Christ, then indeed you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. The wisdom of God for all people, the call of God to all who live. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from Luke Chapter 9, we are back in the Gospel of Luke, verses 26 through 39. Listen for God's word to you. Jesus and his disciples sailed to the Gerizim's land, which is across the lake from Galilee. As soon as Jesus got out of the boat, a certain man met him. The man was from the city and was possessed by demons. For a long time he had lived among the tombs, naked and homeless. When he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down before him. Then he shouted, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. He said this because Jesus had already commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had taken possession of him, so he'd be bound with leg irons and chained and placed under guard. But he would break his restraints, and the demon would force him into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Leap into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was... They came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully dressed, completely sane. They were filled with awe. Those people who had actually seen what had happened told them how the demon-possessed man had been delivered. Then everyone gathered from the region of the Gerizines and asked Jesus to leave their area because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and returned across the lake. The man for whom the demons had gone begged to come along with Jesus as one of his disciples. And Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home. Tell the story of what God has done for you. So he went throughout the city proclaiming what Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Lord, you trouble our peace. You step upon our guarded shore and confront our chaos. May we who are divided and colonized by the forces of death learn from you to speak our own name and proclaim your words of life. 
through Jesus Christ, tamer of legions. Amen. Howard Thurman was a 20th century poet and theologian, mystic, and civil rights leader. Thurman's radical theology of nonviolence influenced the entire civil rights movement, and his book, Jesus and the Disinherited, had an enormous impact on the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. In that book, Thurman identifies the core analysis of Jesus, he says, is that we are all children of God. This seemingly simple idea has immense implications, Thurman said, particularly for the marginalized and the oppressed, giving them courage, fearlessness, and power. At its inception, Christianity was a freedom movement, giving the marginalized and demonized a new dignity that they could not find elsewhere. See, Christianity wasn't so much a set of doctrines as it was a way of being human in which the old divisions of race and gender and class fall. For we are all children of God, as Paul says in our Galatians reading. After a long Easter tide, we are back in what we call ordinary time, which means we are back in the gospel. The rest of this gospel, Jesus puts those words into action. In today's reading, he and the disciples set sail for the Gerasenes land, which doesn't mean anything to us, but today's reading, Jesus gives us a sneak peek of what's land, which doesn't mean anything to us, but today's reading, Jesus gives us a sneak peek of what's to come. And as soon as he gets out of the boat, he meets this man who's been possessed by demons, a man who lived among the tombs naked. So whatever we may think, demon possession to leave him and then whose legions in Israel at the time bore a standard and the picture on that standard was a wild we might wonder why would Jesus allow the demons to go into these these poor poor little pigs in fact in Bertrand Russell's famous essay why I am not a Christian he cites this story as an example of Jesus imperfect moral character but I, I exposes the impotence of Rome's violent rule and shows us to come. And so Jesus heals this demonized man. And the people from the surrounding town, they show up to see what's happened. They find him dressed, sitting at Jesus' feet like a disciple in his right. They could not. Isn't that reason to sell? Why were they so afraid? Theologian James Allison asks about, maybe it has something to do with that man's chains. Who chained him up anyway? Wasn't it these people who did it to protect themselves? Were they now worried? Or did he have the demons because in our country there are 200 million people in our jails and prisons. A five 100% increase in my lifetime. Far more than any other country on earth. It's been called the new Jim Crow. However we got here, we know a thing or two about putting people in chains, both in our country's past and in our present. 
See, every culture has scapegoats. Those that we demonize so we don't have to look at the demons that we carry within ourselves. Today is Juneteenth. The longest running African American holiday in our country. Celebrating General Order 3 issued by General Gordon Granger on June 19, 1865 proclaiming freedom to the enslaved people on the island of Galveston, Texas. Two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. And the order stated, quote, all slaves are free. Sounds a little bit like Jesus, doesn't it? Who come to, came to proclaim freedom and release to the prisoners? See, at its inception, Christianity was a non-violent liberation movement for people who lived under the oppressive Roman Empire. And those early Christians, they boldly proclaimed, everyone is a child of God, and children of God have a dignity that no one can take away from you. And for the first 300 years, the Jesus movement welcomed men and women, Jews and Gentiles, slaves and freed around a single table, refusing to reinforce the Roman cultural caste system. But when Christianity became wedded to the empire under Emperor Constantine, we became less a force of liberation and more a force of assimilation. But the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of liberation, cannot be co-opted forever. And so throughout church history, renewal springs up. Where should we expect to find that renewal? Not surprisingly, it's amongst the demonized. It was the enslaved on America's plantations who discovered in Jesus someone who affirmed their dignity. And the abolitionists in the civil rights movement understood Jesus' radical message of human dignity, freeing the enslaved, liberating the oppressed. And in our time, the Spirit is alive and well, still at work bringing freedom, not through force, but through nonviolent love. And to be a part of this work, to, to be a part of that movement, it can be scary. I mean, how do you have dinner with the people that you formerly put in chains? Isn't it easier just to keep things the way they are, to, to not stir things up? That's why the crowd asked Jesus to leave. And that's why the freedman begged to go with him. And in a surprise ending, Jesus sends the man back to the very people who had chained him, saying, return home and tell the story of what God has done for you. And he did. You see, the good news is that Jesus doesn't give up on the fearful crowds who sent him away. Because those crowds need freedom too. Freedom to stop demonizing. Freedom from their oppressive past. Freedom from the lie that violence makes peace. This is the freedom that only the children of God know. And Jesus wants to say, 
Let's not rehash all that, right? Let's just move on. Any of you heard that? Yeah. But notice Jesus doesn't tell the, the freed man to just move on. He says, no, go tell your story of what God's done for you and tell it to the very people who put those shackles around your legs. Think of how much courage it must have taken for that man to tell his story. I'm sure those people didn't want to hear it, but he told them anyway. Do we have the courage to hear the stories of those that we've demonized, that we too might be free? Christ came to set us free, all of us, the poor, the wealthy, the privileged, and the oppressed. The table's big enough for all, and at this table there is forgiveness, mutuality, and there is freedom. For here there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus.